0: Welcome to the NPFCC Messages Podcast. This podcast is one in a series on prayer, where we explore how prayer is the communication that keeps us connected, empowered, and growing in our relationship with God. Our hope is that this series helps you view and practice prayer in a brand new way, we also want to point you to a supplemental resource designed specifically for your life group to process this together. So visit practicingtheway.org prayer to run this prayer practice. Again, that's practicingtheway.org prayer. We hope this message blesses you.
1: Oh, if we only could really understand who our God is if we truly knew him as our Abba Father, if we understood the power of his name and that it should be hallowed, if we understood the immensity of his kingdom and let it reign in every area of our lives, if we could only grasp the goodness of his will, and that his will is better for us than our own will is, if we only understood that everything that we have or that we will ever need comes from his hand, and if we fully understood what it means to be forgiven people, and that we could let others off the hook for sinning against us as well, if we truly understood how badly the devil wanted to ruin our lives and the power that God has to help us overcome temptation, if we truly wanted to know God more, we would pray more. The reason that many of us do not have a robust prayer life, the the prayer life that we hope for is that we don't fully grasp who God is and all that he's done that's why we're entering into this series on prayer. Uh there's a lot of reasons. Um and I want to welcome you into a new year. Uh and just felt like this year as we started out kind of projecting uh, to what's ahead during this year, um as, as you kind of forecast down through, you know, into uh the rest of this year and especially as we get towards November and everything else. Um it's just we we just see our world is just kind of gone crazy. And if there's any hope for us to stay, not just sane, but to thrive and to live at peace in the midst of a world that's going wild around us, we have to stay connected to Jesus. Just about everybody prays. You know, by the time we got here this morning, uh, Catholic people all over the world, uh, they said the Lord's Prayer, and many of them offered up prayers to saints that they needed help from. Muslim people spread out rugs and bowed to the ground and chanted prayers in unison. And Jewish people shoved little written prayers in the cracks on the western wall of Jerusalem. Tibetan monks spun prayer wheels full of written prayers in some kind of form of divine Russian roulette and hoping that theirs would get chosen today. And even devout atheists in a hospital emergency room somewhere with their head in their hands, offered up a prayer to a God he doesn't even believe in because he got the news that he didn't want to believe. You see, what prayer does is prayer reminds all of us that we aren't meant to do this life alone. Prayer reminds us that we all need help to navigate this life. According to a Gallup poll, more Americans than ever pray on any given weekly basis. More people pray every week than actually exercise, drive a car, or even go to work. Can you imagine that? According to a Pew research study, over 50% of Americans say they pray daily. But most people that I talk to, they acknowledge the importance of prayer. But most people say that their prayer life needs improvement. How many of you are in that category this morning? Well, you're in good company. You see, when the disciples, the people who were closest to Jesus, asked Jesus to teach them to pray, it wasn't because they didn't know how to pray. You see, they they grew up in a culture that totally prayed. I mean, they were required as as good Jewish young men to pray three times a day. You had to pray when you got up, and when you went to bed, and then usually somewhere in between, and you, you prayed the Shema, you prayed this over and over and over again. They They totally knew how to pray, but evidently, Jesus' prayer life was different. See, Jesus modeled a life of prayer. We have over three dozen examples of, in the Gospels, of Jesus praying. You see, these disciples, they sense the depth of connection that he had with the Father. They experienced Jesus at peace when everyone around him wanted him dead. They experienced what it was like. They saw the miracle, miraculous things that happened when Jesus prayed. Jesus's prayers were different and they wanted some of that. So they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus taught them. And I believe he wants to teach us too. And the question is, is do we want to learn? Jesus' response to them was what came in what, the form of what we now call the Lord's Prayer. Um, and our Catholic friends call it the Our Father. It's found in two places in the Gospel, in the book of Matthew, in Matthew chapter six that you saw on the screen. It's part of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, greatest sermon ever preached. Way better than this one. And in Luke chapter 11, which we'll read in just a minute, in fact, I, w- I, I want to start this morning just by reading it to you, because um, it's different than the one that you're used to hearing, but it's the Lord's Prayer, you know, nonetheless, and it says this in, in Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 1, it says, one day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. Now that right there even tells you a whole lot about Jesus' prayer life, but we, we'll get there later. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord. Teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us this each day, our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. You know, 34 short words is what Jesus gave them. And as I read that over multiple times this week, and, and I just kept bathing myself in, in, in those short 34 words, one thing really stood out to me this week is that that prayer is all about Him. It's not all about me. It's all about God. It's about His name. It's about His kingdom. It's about his will. It's about his provision. It's about his forgiveness and his protection. Prayer is really all about him. But we often approach prayer as if it's all about us. I mean, come on, let's admit it. Most of us treat prayer as a divine SOS system, right? We go along through life, and then when things get rough, when something happens, when we get into trouble, then we offer up some prayers, And it's certainly not a bad thing to ask God for help. He wants us to. But most of us realize that our prayer lives are not where they need to be. You see, ultimately, ultimately prayer is about pursuing God, not about pursuing what we want or what we just hope God will do. The first prayer, and this is kind of a definition that you could read lots of stuff and there's lots of definitions about prayer, kind of a working one that that I came up with for me personally and just for this series is this. Prayer is the communication that keeps us connected, empowered, and growing in our relationship with God. Prayer is the communication that keeps us connected, empowered, and growing in our relationship with God. The first thing it does is it keeps us connected. Connected is really, really important. One book that I'm reading about prayer used the word, Devin already used it this morning, the word tethered. And and it made me think of tetherball. Anybody remember Tetherball. I brought I, I brought one. This one's really. I, I told Devin I was gonna set it up in here and bring the pole, but it was too heavy. And then I was gonna have Devin play tetherball with me up here, but boy, the two of us would wreck things for sure. But um, <laughs> if you don't know much about tetherball, this is this is what it looks like. And, and the important part is it has this long rope on it. And and if you know it, anything about it, you, you know what happens. You it's. It's connected to a pole. That's where the whole term comes from. It's tethered to something. It's tethered to the pole. And then you try to hit the ball in, in one direction, and then your opponent, he tries to hit it in the other direction, and then usually fights ensue on the playground, right? But the tether is the rope, and it's securely fastened to both the pole and to the ball. Now, could you imagine what happens, like this one, if it's not attached? If it's not connected, what happens? If it's not connected, if it's not attached to the pole, man, you hit that thing, and it just goes wherever it wants. It, it goes wherever it will, and, it, and it, it, it just, and it usually, it gets lost, Right? And I'm convinced that's what our lives are like without prayer. Without being tethered to God, without being tethered to Jesus in prayer, our lives are all over the place. Without being tethered to Jesus, our opponent, the devil, and the world around us, they will hit us all over the place, and who knows where in the world we will end up. But if you're tethered, If you're connected to the Lord, then you're secure. And and you can have peace even while things are getting batted around. Uh, I love the verse about prayer in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. If you're a student of the Bible, you've heard this one. And it says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. How many of you would like some peace? Everybody wants some peace. Especially in our world today, we just want some peace. You see, peace, though, is not something that you pray for and then expect that God's going to just give it to you. You see, peace, and if I read this correctly, peace comes when you're connected to God. And I believe connected to him through prayer. And then when you're connected to him through prayer, you will experience his peace. You see, it's his peace. It's not a thing that he kind of plucks out here and there and just kind of gives. It's he is peace. And and the only way to experience real peace is to be tethered to him. And, and as we're tethered to him, then no matter what happens, no matter what the world, where the world tries to beat us or knock us or send us for a loop, we will be secure in him if we're tethered. John chapter 15 that we've read from A this morning says this, Jesus says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in, that word could be connected to me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. We're running around trying to do so much. But how many of you feel like oftentimes you're just the hamster on the wheel? You're moving fast, but you're not sure where you're getting, or you're just getting nowhere, or you're working so hard and you're like, what do I have to show for it? Or all these things are happening and you're just like, man, how, well, I I think it's because he tells us right here, Apart from him, if we're not connected to him, you can do nothing. And I translate it as is like, you really don't get anywhere. And, and I think that's the world that we've kind of gotten ourselves into. We, we're, we're running fast, but we're not getting anywhere. We've got to stay connected to him. The second thing is this, prayer empowers. And, and we, we want to be empowered by God. Many believers are not experiencing the power of uh, uh, that life, the, the life that Jesus wants to bring us. And I believe this is in large part due to a lack of prayer in our lives. You see, God never intended us to live naturally. He wants to work in us Supernaturally. Now I I I've been reading this book and, and I wanna I wanna just read you a little section. It's a great book that I recommend, which by the way, um I put it, there's a resource page on our website that that um that I just created and um on your little handout that you got today there's a QR code. Um it'll be on the screen later. And you can just snap that. You don't you don't have to do it right now. Um but and it'll take you, and there's a few resources on there. And one of the ones that, that I've been enjoying um, this last year and that I've been using a bit f- um, in preparation for this uh, message series is this book by uh, a pastor up in the Portland area. His name's Tyler Stanton, and it's called Praying Like Monks and Living Like Fools. Really easy to access book on prayer. Um, I would I would recommend it to, to all of you um, and just encourage you... Um, to, to jump in and do that, especially if you're a reader. But he, but here's, here's uh, something that he said that I, uh, it just really struck me. It says, we're all overwhelmed. Everyone I meet is drowning in their thing. It doesn't matter if your thing is an artistic endeavor, profit margins, winning or whining and dining client, clients or raising children. We can't get past our thing. Because our thing, whatever it happens to be, is all consuming. The story that we thought would free us is trapping us. And even in the church, our prayers don't exchange overwhelmed lives for transcendent peace. They simply drag God into our overwhelmed lives. And the only way that we can make him fit is to shrink him down to a reduced size. We keep on praying, but we lower the bar of expectation and power in prayer. We keep on praying, but we lower the bar of expectation and power in prayer. Paul, the apostle Paul, he he wanted power for the believer's life. And he says this in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. Um, and this is a prayer from the Apostle Paul. He says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And here's what he says. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may, um, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ and how this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Then I love now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. One pastor stated, if prayer is the lifeblood of the Christian faith, then I'm afraid that way too many believers are anemic. And the only way we will experience his power is when we stay connected to him in prayer. And that's the goal of this series is to help us stay connected to him in prayer and experience the power that he has for us. And this prayer, it keeps us growing. Uh, we, we need to be growing and growing in our relationship with him. You see, you cannot grow as a follower of Jesus Christ without prayer. You, you, just, you just can't do it. You can't substitute. Well, you know what? I show up every week, and you know I do this thing. I mean, that's a good thing, and he wants you to do that. But but you can't substitute. There's no substitute for prayer, because ultimately prayer is all about relationship. It's all about a relationship with God, and you cannot have a relationship without communication. I, I've seen people try it. I, I get to do all kinds of counseling and stuff, and and I get to do premarital counseling, that's really fun. They want to talk a lot. I always say, I, I wish, you know, the couch in my office, man, it could tell all kinds of stories. Not that, that young couple, they come in and, you know, they just, they kind of, they kind of are, they squeeze towards the middle of the couch, right? But then later I get to do another type of counseling. And that's when, you know, many years later, they show up in the office and now they're hugging the arms on the ends of the couch, right? And and as we're doing marriage counseling, what, what, what ends up boiling down most of the time is there has been a lack of or break in communication. And when there's a breakdown in communication, well, the relationship just breaks, See, when when we're trying to build a relationship, we communicate. When, when you're trying to build a relationship, you talk a lot. I mean, for those of you who are married or, or dating or whatever, you, you know this is true because when you're pursuing somebody, man, you talk a lot. When when, when I was dating Brenda and there was a period of time where um, I, I, I was off at college and she was still here at home, man, the the phone bill, You you didn't used to have a phone in your hand, you know, that we had one attached to the wall. And then you paid for how many minutes? There wasn't any unlimited plan, right? And and man, I was racking up these huge bills because man, I I would sit in the hall. I, I would drag the phone. We even bought a long cord for the phone so my roommates could sleep. And then I would take it and I would go sit out in the hallway with my phone and I would talk to Brenda. Oops, see, I told you this thing would go all over the place. All right. And, and we would just talk, and we would talk for hours. And, and not only did we talk, I mean, I was even at the point, I mean, me, I was, at the point, I, I was writing letters. We still have some of those. Some are quite embarrassing, but I wrote them nonetheless. I even wrote poems. I know, ah, right? Yeah, no, if you read them, you wouldn't go ah, you would go uh. right? But there's one in a book that we have in a photo album that we have at home, and I ran into it not too long ago, and I opened it up, I'm reading this poem, and I was like, who is that guy, right? And Brenda's going, yeah, who was that guy, right? But, but because in relationship, it's all about the communication. It's all about this talking back and forth. When we don't communicate, the relationship can't grow. Folks, if we're going to grow in our relationship with God, we have to communicate. We have to spend time with him. And I would say even, as great as it is, and we'll talk about corporate prayer and how important that is, but we need time where we just communicate, where we just are with him. And over the next several weeks, we're going to unpack what that looks like and how we can do that and how we can do it better. Because as a pastor, my my greatest desire is that you would stay connected to Jesus so that when this world gets even crazier as we go through this year, rather than having so many of you worried and anxious and overwhelmed by everything that's happening in life and you feel like you're just getting batted around but you don't feel attached, I want you to be able to say, we have peace. And we're gonna have a peace that hopefully our neighbors look at and go, how do you do that? See, they don't understand. And the Bible says they won't. It surpasses all understanding. But the only way we get it is by staying connected. To him. And so my greatest desire is that you stay connected. My other great desire is that you, you experience the power of life in Jesus. I just feel so often like we are not getting everything that Jesus has in store for us. How many of you just know there's more? Do you know there's more? I mean, do you really, or, or, or are all of you there? Because I don't see a lot of hands up. How many of you really believe that there's more to this life with Jesus? See, that that ultimately the end of the day, what is what this series is about. It's about staying connected, and it's about get, helping us experience the power that Jesus has already made available to us, but we're not tapping into yet. And so the things that we're going to do, and I'm, I'm going to ask you to do some really simple, very easy things in, in a few moments, but here's the thing. And here's the part that I'm always nervous about is I'm going to tell you, hey, do these little things and, and you're going to go home and go, well, that, that just sounds too easy. That just sounds like, is that really going to work? And then what are you going to do? You're going to go back to your overwhelmed life, trying to live it all by your power. And when you live it by your power, you're going to get the results that you've been getting. And you're not going to experience the power that he has available to you. And of course, as a pastor, I want you to grow. I want you to grow in your relationship with him. I want you to experience every day just being overwhelmed by the presence of Jesus in your life. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at how we develop a rhythm of prayer in our lives that that will help. Keep us connected to Jesus. You know, I, I could honestly I could talk for hours on, on the importance of prayer, but most of you already know it's important. If I asked you today, you would say, Yeah, prayer is important. If I asked you again, well, how's your prayer life? you would go, uh, oh, not so much. So that's that's where we want to change it. We all we all believe it's important, but how do we pray? How do we learn to pray? Richard Foster, who's kind of this guy, a big writer in spiritual disciplines and things like that, he says, it's really simple. He says, by praying, we learn to pray. I'm like, thanks. Bought that whole book for that. (laughs) Thomas Merton, who, um, you know, I mean, just he's a great writer on on the subject of prayer and the presence of Jesus. He says, if you want a prayer, if you want a life of prayer, the way to get it is by praying. (laughs) right? Mother Teresa, right? Says, if we really mean to pray and want to pray, we must be ready to do it now. Quit thinking about it. Do it. Do it now. And I, and I think it's so important. So, so I, I want to give you some how-to things. So, um, pray, pray the first thing is this, pray, pray, as you can, not as you can't. And that came from this book by Tyler Stanton. Pray as you can, not as you can't. So many of us try to pray like someone else we've heard pray before. We're, and you're just not there. Some of us want to pray like we think we should, but hey, that you're not there yet. You, you need to grow into that. You need to learn. That's the greatest thing about prayer. The disciples said, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, okay. In other words, prayer is a learned practice. And in order to learn, you have to practice. And so that's what this is really all about. So pray as you can, not as you can't. Pray pray as you can, and and I love this quote. He says, pray as you can, and somewhere along the way, you will make the most important discovery of your life, the love the Father has for you. See, if you grasp that, you'll quit worrying about all the results that you're looking for. And you'll learn to live at peace just resting in the love of the Father, knowing that he's there. And we'll dive way into that next week. But today I want to give you some practical tools to help you get started, to grow a vibrant life of prayer, and to develop some rhythms in your life that will help you get there. So if you really want to pray, like Mother Teresa said, then do it now, right? So um, here's, here's a couple things. First, you're going to need a plan, right? Because like they say, if you fail to plan, then plan to fail. All right. If you really want to learn, if you really want to do this, then you need a plan. So I, I, I'll just give you one. You can you can develop your own. But I'm just going to suggest that no matter where you are in your prayer walk, that you just jump in here with us and you try this for the next several weeks, and and we'll see if we don't grow together. Because I believe, man, if we got this right, who knows what in the world God would do? Who knows what power could get unleashed in God's people if we really dove in and took this serious? So the first thing is this: is w- when when will you pray? right? Morning, evening, lunch break, when the kids are napping, it's always good. I, I would just, every book I read says, give the Lord the best part of your day. And, and, and I, I would agree with that, but I, I'm going to make a suggestion to you, and after reading lots and lots of stuff the, the last month or so, um, that, that's kind of come to me, is I'm going to make this suggestion that, that you try to have two very short times of prayer every day. Um, this was practiced um, in biblical times. It was practiced, I mean, in Old Testament. And 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 they used to pray three times a day. I'm just going to tell you to do two. And, and I would suggest this. I would say one in the morning um, and one in the evening. Pretty simple, right? There's whole books called Morning and Evening Prayers. And you could go get one of those if you'd like, and they'll walk you through some prayers. But I, I, I'm going to make it really simple for you. So just pray in the morning and pray in the evening. Um. In Mark 1.35, Jesus, like I said, there's so many verses about Jesus praying. But I love this one. It says, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place, and he prayed. Like, we could spend hours unpacking that, but it's just like, Jesus got up early, and he prayed. There's other evidences where in the evening they're looking for Jesus. Jesus, where are you? And he's off praying, right? So Jesus kind of did this himself, and obviously he's our example, so let's do it like Jesus. Almost every book i 've read on prayer says um, that the best thing to do is have a dedicated place so where will you pray? Um, find a dedicated place um, and, and if you 're like me that 's so hard i don 't stop moving very well right it, like when I stop moving it 's time to sleep and so i 'm just like going and I, but but what i 've discovered is is that I need. And again, we'll get into this in the next couple weeks. I need a place where I can be quiet, where, where everything's so, where there's no distractions. So, so I encourage you, like, even before you leave today, you can write this down, right? You already, hopefully, like, when will you pray? Morning and evening. Super simple, right? Where will you pray? Pick a place where there's no distractions. Maybe it's a chair somewhere in your house. Maybe it's a spot in your backyard, Maybe it's a bench at a park that's nearby. Maybe it's the top of a hill here in town. I have mine staked out. Just find a place. A place that's free of dis- distraction is key. It's that simple. Just pick a place and then just be consistent with this. Now, how should you pray? Um, and I want to talk real quickly about posture, um, for some sitting, kneeling, um, Devin had a stand and lift that, that in biblical times, the most, the most usual form of prayer was people standing with arms lifted. Okay. It's just saying, Hey, we, we know who we're talking to. That was kind of the normal thing. Um, you, it could be walking. It, it's okay. It's, it's fair game. Um, as long as you don't get distracted, um, lying down, um, uh, pray out loud or pray quiet, here's what I'd love for you to do. i, I really love it if, if you would just say, hey, I'm going to try a couple things this week. All right, I'm going to try a couple different things. You know, I'll sit, maybe I'll, I'll lay down, maybe I'll, you know, go for a little walk and do this, but, but, but try some things. You, you, you learn what works really good for you. Um, and so just make sure that you do it. Then here's the next thing. How long should I pray? Right? So, like most things, we fail because we try by starting to do too much. Some of you have already, um, not fulfilled your, um, New Year's resolutions because you tried to do too much. Right? You, you went to the gym and you tried to lift too much weight and now you're still sore. Right? Or some of you said, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna run a marathon and you got up on the second and you tried. And then it's amazing you're still here breathing. But, you know, but it's like we, tr- we oftentimes we try too much and we don't kind of grow into it. We just jump in and, and we mess it up. So here's what I'm going to suggest. And for some of you, this is going to sound kind of like, what, really? Um, five minutes. Now, if you're already past that, great. Then do more. If you can't do more, do more. I'm just going to suggest five minutes. Five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. Okay? If you can't do that, you need to set up an appointment to come talk to me because your life is so totally out of whack that you need, you need some help, right? Five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening, right? Now, and, and, and now, some of you are going to say, oh, but, but Pastor, but, but hey, I, I pray all the time. Like, I pray all day long. I hear this from a lot of people. And I don't want to put you down if that's you. Like, oh, I'm just praying as the day goes or whatever. Here's what I want you to know about that. Again, wonderful. Glad you're doing that. Don't stop. But here's the thing. If that's your norm, that you just don't have anything designated at any time of day to actually sit in, or, or, or just be with God personally one-on-one with Him, and, but, and then you're just going along the day, oh, well, I'll pray. Here, here's the issue with that, okay? Is that typically means that what you're doing is, you are inviting Jesus into your mess. You're inviting Him into your life when prayer, If we really take it seriously, it's about him inviting us into his, and you're missing out because it's all about you. If you really want the relationship to grow, you're going to have to establish a time where it's just you and him, and you're not just saying, "Oh, Jesus, fix this." Oh, Jesus. Oh, you know, you have to you have to establish that. Now, what should you pray? Um, we read the Lord's Prayer, lots of great guides about how to do that. I'm going to give you a super fast um, uh, method or template to pray, and it kind of helps you work through the Lord's Prayer. It's on your sheet, and it's really simple. Um, is As you're praying, take time to, number one, the P in pray is praise. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Take time to recognize who you're praying to and, and just praise him. Praise him for who he is. And, and just spend, spend a couple minutes doing that. The R is quite easy, repent. We've all got stuff, right? Folks, repentance is not punishment. It's actually just the opposite. Repentance is a blessing from God that says, guess what? You get to take your sin and say, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. I, I, and I'm going to give it to Jesus. Prayer is his reset. Repentance is like a reset button for us. We get to give it to him and then get on with things, right? So repent, pour it all out on him. Recognize that you're forgiven. A is for ask. We already know how to do that. I'm not going to talk a lot about that. It says pray for everything. Anything that comes to your mind, just pray for it, pray for it. Just go for it. The tendency is you're going to fill up most of your time with that, so be careful. And the last one is yield. Yield. And it's, you know, this part where your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Be able to say, hey, Jesus, I, I want you, I know your will is better than mine. I want that, not, not my will. Help me align my life and my will towards your kingdom and your goodness and everything you want for me. And it's, it, it's, it's really pretty simple. At first, it's going to seem long, but, but, but I think you can do it. I, I think you could do this, and, and I, I just imagine what, what it would look like if you could do this for five minutes. I mean, there's four things for five minutes. I mean, it's just barely over a minute a thing, right? And if you could do this in the morning and you could do this in the evening, I, I, here's what I guarantee you, especially if you're not doing this at all, I guarantee you this, it, it will be transformative for you. It'll help you be connected. Jesus it'll help you experience his power and it will help you grow in your relationship with him so like mother Teresa said right she says if you truly want a life of prayer if you really want to pray then you must be ready to do it now now so are you ready to do it now we're gonna do it now as we close out the service today, we're going to do it. And I show you how. Now, here's the thing. There's a little, the, the little, um, uh, QR code on the bottom of your thing. It's up here on the screen. Um, you can take this and you can take it with you. I think you can, I even put it up on YouTube and, and through there you can find it. And, um, you could download it on your phone. You could just use the same thing all week long, morning and evening. Try this out. See how it goes. Okay. So, um, and I hope in your life groups, as you get to your life groups this week, you're going to discuss how is this going? How is this working for you? And there's a lot of questions that you can ask around, like, how, is this, how are you experiencing this? Is, is it, you know, there's, and, and again, go to the resource page. But, but if we're going to make this work, then, you know, it's not going to get easier when you go out the doors. And since I'm the guy with the microphone, I got you captive right now. I say, let's just do it now. Just try this now and see what God does in our lives as we continue to make this work and develop this rhythm of prayer. So, so here's what we're gonna do. It's really, really simple. Just follow the prompts on the screen. There might be an annoying bell or three in between the things, uh, in between the sections, but just take a minute, and like Devin said, let's just take a minute and take a deep breath. I'm gonna pray over you really quickly and then after I do, I'm going to have them hit the screen and then they're going to um, start, the, uh, start the video. Um, and just watch, okay? It's just music and words, just do what it says. Our Heavenly Father, we are here and we know you are. And Father, we want to be connected to you. Lord God, we want to experience the power that you have for us to live this life so that we don't get caught up and wrapped up in trying to live this power, this life on our own. And Father, my prayer is that you would help us grow. Grow as your children. Help us, Father, to know how much you love us. And Father, teach us to pray.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening to the NPFCC Messages podcast. If this message blessed you in any way and you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit us online at NPFCC.org. Again, that's NPFCC.org. To support the ongoing work of our ministry, you can make a donation at NPFCC.org. But be blessed and may the Spirit empower you to actualize this message today.